Welcome to the podcast about being alive. I'm Jason. I'm Jordan. And as always, we're going to head into a short meditation practice. So if you find yourself in a comfortable place, able to let go of what you're doing, sit down, feet on the floor, preferably in a place of stillness, not needing to operate any machinery or do anything, you can kind of sit down, back straight, hands on the lap, and gently close your eyes, descending your attention into the feelings of the breath moving in and out of the body. Let's take three slow, deep breaths in and out together, starting with one. Breathe in through the nose. And out the mouth. Again, slow breath in through the nose. and out the mouth. And then last, breathe through the nose, the slowest and deepest breath of the day. And out the mouth. Now let the body come to a natural place of rhythm with the breath. The body knows how to breathe best. Your job is to simply watch the breath. Observing the sensations of the inhale and the exhale anywhere in the body that catches your attention. No need to change the breath, to regulate the breath. No need to make it go faster or slower. Simply watch the breath, however it is in its natural space right now in this moment.
if it helps, you can narrow your focus of attention on the sensations of the breath, inhaling and exhaling near the stomach region. Slight movements of the belly rising on each inhale. And the movements of the breath on the exhale in one area of the stomach. If you feel that you have an agitated, excited, running mind, on the exhale, you can relax any tensions in the body. On the next exhale, relaxing the tensions of the shoulder, letting them drop. Relaxing the jaw. Relaxing the mouth. Relaxing the muscles around the eyes. Anytime you get distracted, acknowledge the distraction, gently shift your focus back to the anchor of your breath, relaxing on the exhale, simply watching the movements of the breath. And when you're ready at your own pace, let go of the practice and softly open your eyes. Thank you. Good beginner, not beginner, just the, the classic. Classic. The classic style. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's refreshing to return to the roots like that. And, you know, you said beginner, but you realize that it's not at, <laughs> it's all. Not at all. No, this you, could be the practice. That's yeah, it. It could be the practice you do your whole life. Oh, dude. oh, yeah. And people do that. For sure. If you do that every day. <sighs> done, dude. Yeah. And there's levels <laughs> to it, right? There's levels to the awareness of your breath and, and following your breath can take you places. Yeah. Memories. Memories. 
um, sensations. Biases. I, yeah, it, it, it uncovers a lot when you follow the trail of your breath. And just just the awareness of, oh, my eyes are tense right now. Mm-hmm. There's like a percentage of my body that's in a fear response, even though yeah. I'm sitting in this room and this great aesthetic podcasting room. Right. Like, this is a great aesthetic right here. It's a safe space. Drinking our tea. Yeah. And yet my shoulders are a little tense. Yeah. Okay, let's let's relax them down. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting that it's hap- this, this is happening right now in my body. Right. And then there's the voluntary react, uh, relaxation and the involuntary, right? So you're like, okay, relax shoulders. All right, shoulders dropped a little bit. And then perhaps, you know, two, three minutes later in the practice, you notice they drop a little more. Yeah. Right? Because we can, we, we can tell ourselves to relax all we want. But then there's a system, you know, that communicates differently. It's a different button. Yeah, it is. And it's not one that we can necessarily consciously press. No. We can't consciously press it, but there's a way to press it. Yes. Yeah. In a way. Like (laughs) what I do notice with that practice, with any practice of relaxation uh, during a meditation is I will say like relax and it'll help. Mm -hmm. I'll relax and just naturally on the exhale, it's easier to relax. But then after some time, I I find the button. Mm -hmm. I can click it and it's weird. It's like... It's there, but I can't think about it. Right. It's intention, right? It's, it's that separation between like command and then intention. And the an intention has a very unique sense and feel to it, right? It's, it's subtle and it's fleeting and yet it's real, you know? Um, and I think in those spaces, in those moments, you're able to recognize it and, and to have some sort of command over it. Yeah, I think command control we can tap into it. Yeah. But it's not as easy as saying like, okay, relax or okay, let's connect with this person or all right, get more energy. It's in there, but it's like this is maze that I have to go through and let go. Yeah. And, and when they let go, it's there. That's huge. Yeah, the let go part. When you let go, that's when the button reveals itself. Right? And every time I, I grasp, the button disappears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's really fun. So in today's pod, we're interested in talking about daily rituals. Okay, I got that right. Yeah. Daily rituals throughout the day, what we do morning, midday, afternoon, and what are some things in our tool belt that we do? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we, you know, decided to break up the day, morning, afternoon, evening, Um, and, you know, different tools are perhaps better utilized at different points in the day or depending on the context, right? So um, hopefully this shows, you know, the variety of tools that can be used and and perhaps we'll get into a little bit like why we use tools when we use them, right? For what purposes. And like, I think to emphasize what you said, like different rituals or different tools could be done depending on the time of the day that's best, the context where you are, but also like where you are in your life. Mm-hmm. Because there are times when I have certain rituals that I just don't do in the morning because in my life, I need something else. Yeah. I might need a different type of ritual based off of just where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, psychologically speaking. So I think we're always in a different – on the grand scheme, we have, we're all on this developmental journey going through adolescence to adulthood and all the things in between. But then also like week by week – 
month by month, there are these micro phases, these rhythms yeah, um, that are seasonal rhythms and then even monthly rhythms like moon rhythms. And then maybe even deeper than that are just the weekly rhythms, the daily rhythms. And then as we go through all those, you uncover kind of where I'm at in my life. And I'm at a different place than I was six months ago. Totally different. And it's either good or bad. Yeah, and I, I think it begins with the question of asking yourself, what do I need? What do I need right now? You know, and um, and that, I think that kind of makes it a ritual. That's why we, you know, the difference between a ritual and routine, right? A ritual is a practice that's, that emerges from that question, from providing yourself with what it is you need in this moment. Whereas a routine, you can get into a nice routine, um, and and that maybe that is what you need. Maybe that does provide that balance, that stability, and get you into that rhythm through, that you can carry throughout your day. Um, however, it could also create some stagnation and somehow stunt. I know for me, you know, having certain routines, they get stagnant over time. Yeah. Right. And I realize, like, uh, is this? Why am I doing this? They lose its oomph. Yeah. And then you got to switch up the rituals. Yeah. Yeah. To make a new routine. Yeah. We're using the words. Right. Our <laughs> lexicon is on point right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll switch them up at some point. Yeah. 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 Inevitably. Interchangeably. Yeah. So what's your morning? Well, let's start with the morning. What does morning look like for you? So all my morning tools, um, for sure, having the snooze, the alarm clock away as away from me as possible on the other side of the room. That's just, to me is a tool. So that to get up, that's like the first thing is waking up and getting up. It's huge. I, I, I can't have it near me or else I'm not getting up. So you keep it where you have to actually get out of bed. I have to, to get out of bed. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I walk upstairs. So I, I'm luxury of having a staircase, which helps pump the blood a little bit mm. and wake up and move. Um, I also get warm and comfy. I put on some good clothes. Get real, put the beanie on sometimes. Mm -hmm. Those are the immediate waking up things that I could do. I think another thing that some people suggest is to wake up and practice 40 minutes of meditation right then and there. Get those brain waves mm -hmm. that you have from dream time and then apply them to the meditation. That's the ideal, but it's so hard when I'm like sleepy. Yeah. I have the same experience. All right. I mean, and, I, and I've done it before and I, I, I know I see the benefits. But I think, again, that depends on the context. Like if you wake up and perhaps you wake up um, in the middle of a sleep cycle that leaves you feeling a little little groggy, right, Or um, then stepping into meditation, you might not get the boost you need for the day. Yeah, the head nod. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens to me, right? Well, yeah. My head will start nodding because yeah. I'm falling asleep a little bit. And now that just means I need better sleep. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that's the strongest benefit is to practice right away. Because there are times when I've used um, evil tools, dark dark tools, right, of like going to Instagram in bed yeah. upon waking up. Man, that's that's a bold move. Have you done that before ever? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah I, and that's, you know, leading to my rituals. I, I keep my phone off on airplane mode. Um, throughout sleep and then ideally through the first hour or so when I'm awake to avoid that, 
Yeah, that's a good goal. That's a good tool. Yeah. No phone, first hour. Because whatever you wake up, you, you program your brain. Like, how yeah, do you want to yeah. program your brain? It's just like, that's it. Every yeah. day you're programming. Yeah, and uh, that's not – when I do it, my brain is a move. I know it's like I see everything else throughout my day through that like frantic scrolling pace, or at least through a yeah. certain portion until I s- stop it and slow it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like, like everything is just like it's it's out of rhythm. It's out of like a natural rhythm. It's just a little too fast. Yeah, like I'm a little bit on lag time. Yeah, it's kind of like after a roller coaster and I get off the roller coaster and I'm like, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah. Whoa. Not grounded, right? Not grounded. Like not grounded. It's not grounded, just man. Floating around. I love to feel grounded. Yeah. One thing that helps ground me is, and this I got into this probably I've been doing it for a year and a half is making my bed. Mm-hmm. So like that's like one of the first things I do when I get out of bed is I make it, and I've never really done that consistently until about a year and a half ago. I saw a video of an, you know it's it's I think it went viral right with the naval commander. Yeah, it's like if you can make your bed. Yeah, some college. I think a college graduation. Yeah, yeah. And um, and I was like, huh, that makes sense. Like if you can make your bed, you can do anything, pretty much, right? Yeah. Just start with making your bed, and that'll snowball. Um, And now it's compulsive almost, but it's good because it provides like my day. I can't leave or move on until my bed's made, and then once that's done, it's like okay, now we can start to move forward. For me, it feels even better to do that when I'm, like, at a hotel. Uh, really? Yeah. Get, that's funny. Because it's like, yeah, I'm doing it at a hotel. <laughs> that's how in it I am. Now that you mention it, I don't think I ever make my bed at a hotel. Yeah, do it at the end, and you're like, whoa. Yeah. I have the possibility <laughs> of a luxury of someone else making it, and I'm still doing it. You're still doing it. I'm yeah. in it that deep. That's the, that's the advance. Now, I will say that I have not been making my bed. I, have a, I use a weighted blanket in the wintertime. Because I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's kind of hard to make my bed with a weighted blanket. It's 25 pounds. <laughs> you know, I hurt my shoulder. Wow. You know, it's getting better, though. Shoulder's getting real good. Good, good. I'm at re- I'm not rehabbing it anymore. I'm prehabbing it, they said. Okay. Which is so like. that's like. Turkish get-ups. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Windmills. With, with a dumbbell. With a kettlebell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a, my, he, he brought his club. Oh, the clubs. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, man. I think I'm uh, just going to do club stuff. Yeah. Club and kettle. I mean, club and kettlebells. I think I remember in college getting this dude I met who was a, he was, uh, he had this unique uh, methodology of massage. And he introduced me to this guy, Scott Sonin, who was like one of the, he took like all the, itself, a lot of it's from Russia. In Asia. Yeah, as so he was saying, like that's why it's kind of hard to buy kettlebells and maces and clubs is that they don't really sell them because no one wants to buy them because no one really knows how to use them. Yeah, no one. And it, but it's interesting, like he and he showed me these videos of like the Russian military training and the movement and the mobility of these guys. Like they're doing like this dance where they're like this in a yeah. full squat and like hopping and their legs. Yeah, yeah, and like the legs. Traditional Russian and dance. Like, oh my! Like you know the the functionality of their movement and then the training with all that. And if you've ever had one, you've held it. You like tried to swing it. It's hard. It it's makes like sense. Ten pounds, and it yeah. doesn't. It feels heavier because the weight is distributed so oddly. Yeah, yeah. and it, it engages and it opens up your joints, and it creates this like fluidity and natural. It's like centrifugal force, right? That I think your body really likes. It's functional. Yeah, that's like beyond the function of a barbell. 
Right. Barbell is so stationary. Yeah, like when are you gonna like when would you use a barbell in with life? perfect form? Right. You know, pushing a wall maybe. When in in the wild in nature are you ever gonna be in this position? A tiger's on top of you and it's perfect and the tiger's not moving. The tiger's not like yeah, they're going all over yeah, the place. Yeah, the tiger dude. is just stiff, just like all right, press me up. Right. It's never like that. It's always you got dynamic levers. It's hard though because there is a part of my brain that is the bro brain. It's like, dude, but you won't get ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an efficient way to build mass for sure. Yeah, that's the thing is that you'll look you'll look shredded. You look aesthetic shredded. on point, but yeah. there the benefit. I think over time using a club or a kettlebell, you do get ripped. Oh yeah, but it's different. It's like the mobility comes first. Yeah, which is yeah. That's I was actually just thinking about that in the way of like because I want to. I like the benefits of lifting, but I also know that I'd like to spend some time to get the mobility and my base down. Um, rather than just jumping into that, uh, you know, that pump, right? So I think the I'm going to do – the pump's addictive also because of the gains. You see the gains. You see the you're gains, like, yeah. I'm at 220 now. Yeah, yeah, Yes, you get the feedback. You get the feedback. I'm on two plates on bench. like, oh, that feeling is incredible. Yeah. And then you compare it with everyone else in the gym. You're like, ha, you know, and it's like, you know, that's also terrible. It's yeah. also like a weird, empty, well, terrible feeling. Especially when like, I go 24, so I don't spend too oh, much time dude, comparing. No way, man. I got to get out of that place. 24, because you compare and it's just, it's like, oh, man, these guys are serious. The brain compares. Yeah, it does. It's impossible to not compare, even if you're wise and smart, like, but you put yourself in a 24. I bet you if, if the Dalai Lama was in the 24-hour fitness, he'd be comparing. Dude, he'd probably, Dalai Lama was probably putting up like at 315 at least on the bench. Squat? Bench? Bench, yeah, yeah, yeah. Squat. Uh, single could, arm raise? Single arm. <laughs> I, I think the Dolly, I'd be interested to see the Dolly in the weight room. Yeah. What I if mean, he's shredded under his robe? What if he's just so jacked? I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised <laughs> if he wasn't yeah. jacked. Dude. Like, oh, yeah. what? Yeah. God, that's probably why he wears it. He's modest, you know? He's that's good. exemplifying humility. And the guy who wears a shirt. Doesn't have the need to show off. Yeah. yeah. I've never been that guy. <laughs> I aspire to be that guy. Yeah. I think it depends. Like, you know, if I'm going on a run on the beach, like it's, it's good to go shirtless. Yeah. And don't have to waste a shirt and run in the wild. You feel like an animal. Love yeah. feeling like an animal sometimes. Yeah. What are your thoughts on working out first thing in the morning? So we've seen some people, Jocko does it. People yeah. recommend it. Um, I, when I do it, Sometimes my spine doesn't feel warmed up, and I feel more prone to uh, to to injuring myself. Like, yeah. so, what are your thoughts on working out first thing in the morning? Yeah, I don't um, personally. It doesn't really resonate with me. Um, what I like to do is I like to like do some more gentle movements, like you know, stretch out, maybe just uh, some tai chi. And then some like push-ups and body weight stuff just to get the blood flowing a little bit and feel that stability, like core. I like to activate my core in the morning so that when I'm moving forward, I feel like I'm moving through my day feeling centered. But like going hard in a workout, oh, yeah. I used to hate morning lifts in uh, in co- like in college, you know, like those 7 a.m. lifts where you're going in there and you're expected to go like 80% to your max. There's also, um, I've heard that, in the morning, your um, like your bot, your your cortisol levels are more are higher. So when you so engage it, it's not the ideal time to work out like physiologically. 
So I think to bust through like breakthrough mental barriers, you know, it's good for discipline. It's for good for just sure. dis- yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, if you if if that's what you need to like build that muscle and flex that muscle, then yeah, I think it it sets an intention for the day and it can be really motivating because you get that early win. Yeah, and blood flow. Yeah, because I've I've heard that working on the morning helps to wake up the brain. You actually more productive, so mm-hmm. to say, but. Working on the afternoon, you make better gains, mm-hmm. uh, fitness gains. Yeah, interesting. That makes sense. Yeah, so I, you know, but I think it is good to move in the morning, in yeah. some in some way, you know, whether it goes for going for a walk. So that's what I've been doing. I'm going for a walk okay. after I drink my tea. Yeah. So we'll get into that whole what are your first liquids or foods yeah. of the day, uh, but I'll go for a walk afterwards, and it oh, it feels so good to warm the body up. Yeah, it's so great, and also just to see the world. Uh-huh. The dog wants to go out and play. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about that in the past, right? Like the yeah. more I do it, the more it's so obvious, man. Yeah. Dog wants to see the world. Let's go see the world for a little bit, bud. Yeah. All right, let's go, Take buddy. Take him out. Hey, come on, bud. Take him out. <laughs> Get a little sniff around, you know? A little sniff sniff. Yeah, dude. Let him <laughs> sniff around the houses, see what's up. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I see why. It, yeah. And it's, I don't know why it's associated with, but I, you know, you see older Older people do a lot of morning walks, right? They'll have maybe they'll be in groups, maybe they'll have uniforms, and they'll go on their walks together and they have like their routine. And it's like, oh, I, I kind of get it now, you know, just getting outside, checking in on your surroundings, your immediate environment. There's something very human about that. Right? Yeah. Like, okay, you know, in the morning you're in a, a tribe, you get outside, you're like checking out the scene. Okay, is it anything out of place? Does the right? sun still Any rise? Intruder? Any intruder? Yeah, does the sun come up? Okay, check. Okay, still going on? Okay, good. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, what else? Are there animal tracks? You know, it's like, it's a good, I think it's very natural and it gets us into that rhythm. Yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome. Right, I'm going to start doing that. And it warms the body up so that I can go into my cold shower a lot easier. Okay, so you cold shower after, yeah, after the walk warms the body up. Yeah. I don't again like cold shower first thing in the morning. Like that's a little bit of a shock. Yeah, good for discipline perhaps, but I don't think it'd be necessarily healthy to wake up with a and jump into a cold like tub, like literally upon uh, five minutes. Tub? Yeah, within waking up. Yeah, huh. I I uh, I used to do that cold showers like right when I, I get out of bed go right to in. the shower, um, and it would be like you're clear you're up yeah. you're at them you so know? you got it you got like, it I, I I yeah you, and you get it in and there is that sense of like okay you did something you yeah know? it's like a you, big fear break you conquered a, a demon you or, broke through the wall yeah that's a win yeah so it's like I think it's good in the morning maybe this is like a theme a theme of the morning is like breaking through some wall. In the morning, first, and 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 the wall should be easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of those, you know, like <laughs> those fake walls in movies, where it's just yeah. like don't like, run through an asphalt like an inch- wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First yeah. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, that would be hitting PRs at the gym. Right. Right. No, it's just like you know, make a bed. That's so easy. Like, yeah. Jump, jumping in a cold shower, it it sometimes is a little much, but honestly, it's very easy just to go into a cold shower. Yeah. And then you count like you're telling yourself, like, okay. Like I would do like, okay, three, two, one. And then I just get in. And, it, and it's yeah. that sense of like, okay, I have command over myself, right? Like I have command over my brain or this, I could move past this, like wanting to be in this homeostasis, this comfort. I can do what feels impossible. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes impossible is a cold shower. Yeah. Like 
emotionally, yeah, that may feel impossible. Yeah, right. Getting over a breakup may feel impossible, even though logically we know, rationally we know it's like not going to stay forever. But like emotionally, emotional logic, <laughs> irrational. Very, it's not one plus one equals two. It's like one plus one equals three. Yeah, and I think that's the impo- breaking through an impossible barrier sets the tone. Yeah. Um, but and real, yeah. real quick to that point, I think is like it, it's a, you brought up the good thing like emotional breakup and like why you do the cold shower is so that when something happens, like there is a breakup and you are going through that that process and, and processing all of that, those cold showers, they uh, it, it's 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 tangible. Right. But it builds this skill so that when those feelings come up, you have the sense of confidence and. You have the experience of like, okay, I can be with this feeling of discomfort. Yeah, I think it's at least the first, at least it's um, being with it for a second. That's like the first step. The next step is like to be with it for as long as possible. Yeah. And that's the difference between being sprayed by a cold shower for a second and sitting in there and having the cold water just hit the back or the front and just standing and breathing in it. Yeah, yeah. And breathing, I don't know if you do this, but like I... I would do it where I'd try to breathe with my mouth closed. So just breathing in and out through my nose. To warm up the air. To, 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 uh, to control breath in stressful situations, right? To manage being aware of my breath. <clears throat> and, and uh, you know, you want to gasp, right? Like, <gasps> yeah. Right? That's like the instinct. But I think it was like it's, some, it's based on like Wim Hof and then also Laird Hamilton. They do a lot of cold, different, you know, cold water work. Um, and, and monitoring and controlling your breathing is is like that it's taking it like to that next step and it's a way to control the body because yes. what i notice yeah. is when i gasp i'm also like shaking yeah i'm like my whole body is shaking yeah. my arm is shaking my leg like tenses up i go my calves my calves like tense up and going to the breath helps to relax and to be in a relaxed state during yeah. that kind of like cold shower helps it, it helps the benefits from the cold shower but also helps you not be shocked by it yeah it helps you get out of that fight or flight state, right? It helps your in, your sympathetic system is just activated and, and being able to control your breath. It develops that ability to move from sympathetic to parasympathetic and get better at doing that, which yeah. I think is applicable in a lot of situations. Now, maybe a modification for some people who are interested in trying this out. Take a warm shower. Yeah. End it with a cold yeah. feeling against your chest or your back. Yeah. I think it's called an Irish shower. I've heard of that before. Have you heard of that? <laughs> no, I haven't heard of that. People, I don't know why that name is there, <laughs> but some people do that where they take a warm shower and then you end it by just cold and standing there as it turns cold. So it's a good yeah. like way to get into that. Yeah. To test out the waters. Test the waters. Oh, is that called a pun? I think so. I'm not really good at puns, so I'm pretty well, proud of that. I just yeah, that. yeah, that's good too. So, okay, so shower, we got to shower. What about, so we, and we touched on liquid. So what are you drinking? Yeah, so I'm drinking green tea right now. Okay. I'm drinking, and I've heard you don't want to drink caffeine like within a half an hour, an hour of waking up because of those cortisol levels rising. You have natural hormones that are waking you up and the caffeine doesn't do much. But I still drink the caffeine right away. Mm-hmm. So I wake up and right now I go straight upstairs, turn the kettle on. You know, I'm using good water. And then I make some green tea. Hmm. And then uh, I used to make bulletproof coffee. So that's always an option to get a fat bomb in the morning, put some grass-fed butter, put some MCT oil, and you mix that up, blend it up. It's a good latte. 
I've done that. It's great. Mm-hmm. I've done that. I did that for like four years. Wow. It's consistent. Yeah. I was in it, dude, with the bulletproof. Yeah. And what, I mean, what caused you to switch? Where did that transition come in? I was getting kind of sick of the taste. Yeah. After like four years of having it like five times a week at least. Yeah. Like I was having it every, I would travel with it. Um, and I just wanted to do less caffeine. I wanted to try that out. And so that's why I've been doing green tea. I had a phase of doing green tea and honey for a while. Good thing to have in sick. Honey, honey has some benefits. It is some added sugar. I don't care. Uh, and now I've been adding some uh, mushroom stuff. Thanks to you. I've been adding some herbs, some some different elixirs to it. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I. Uh, and I think, you know, what we got here, Force uh, Sigmatic, it's an adaptogen blend. So there's a lot of it. And adaptogens, um, they do a lot. Do you want to <laughs> go into that? Well, yeah. The four, So this is a really good company. They're well-respected and they've got some cool stuff. This is 10 superfoods. So that's got the ashwagandha, the the right reishi. Reishi, reishi, chaga, chaga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Jewish, so I go chaga. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, cinnamon. So this tastes great with green tea, honestly. I also put it in my oatmeal sometimes. But the adaptogens are non-toxic plants uh, helping to resist stressors. Yeah. So it's used in Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. Um, it's really also just helps modulate and normalize the hormones. Yeah. So they're working at top speed the best way possible. They're not like, it's not like boosting hormones, like some pre-workout that just makes you feel like you have your itching while you're going to the gym. It helps to regulate in a normal way. Yeah. I, I think that's like why I like that. It's so, um, it, it's just so fundamental to your well-being and to your stability in life, right? Your hormones, your chemistry, you know, one aspect of you being human is a chemistry set. And to have that, to have those mixes being accurate and and relevant and, um, you know, to you is a good fundamental way to start your day. I don't think people realize how stressed they are. Yeah. Like, I think that more people have some adrenal issues than we think. Now, I'm no doctor. You know, I'm sure a lot of doctors be listening, being like, ah, your adrenaline works just fine. You can go through a lot of stress with it and it works totally fine. Um, but then you add in things like poor sleep, mm-hmm. poor diet, you know, exercise, a lot of stuff. And suddenly your adrenal, your adrenal glands that help get you in a fight or flight in a productive way, get you focused. You can get very, you can get constant fatigue and adaptogens yeah. help fight that imbalancement right. that comes with uh, chronic stress. Yeah. So I think it's been a huge benefit for me, enhanced focus, uh, reducing mental exhaustion, honestly, even more emotional balance. Mm. So I think it's been huge. Yeah. I do, uh, I do something similar where I get, I have, um, I don't eat till typically 12 or one. So my first drink, I usually add in um, some protein. I try to get not really any fats, but just some amino acids to sort of sustain me. So I'll have, um, I usually, uh, cacao. So just usually non-caffeinated. So I'll have cacao as sort of the way to get me going. In what form? Like in a drink? In a Powder water? form, yeah. So hot water. So I take a, a cup of hot water. I put in some cacao. I put in um, some collagen peptides. Um, and 
because that's good. It's also good for my joints, hair, skin, all that, bones. And then um, some maca for a similar purpose of helps regulate the hormones, also gives you a little energetic boost, a root from South America. And then a little, some adaptogens as well. And then, um, what is, there's one other thing to add. That's kind of the fundamental. That That's where I start from. And depending on what I need, if I need like more energy or if I'm feeling sore, like I worked out hard, then I'll put in some maybe herbs that can help my body relax. Um, and, and that's kind of what I, what I've noticed that as opposed to coffee, like coffee, boom, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to rock. Yeah. However, that crash is coming. I'm almost too ready to rock. Yeah, I'm too ready to rock. This is like, it, it, it it's a incremental boost. So it, uh, maybe I go up like two levels, whereas coffee, I go up seven, but it, it just gets me moving. And, um, and I think warm liquid's really good too, because it's at your body's temperature. Yeah. So it's easier to process all of that. Um, and yeah, that's been really helpful for me and lowering my expectations. Like I don't need to necessarily hit the ground in a full sprint, like get out of bed into a sprint. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. like that's intense. All right. That's intense. Uh, you know, to have that ability to do that. Great. But also like your body's just warming up. So that that's how I treat that first drink is like a way to get my body warming up and then maybe around you know, noon, then I'll have a drink, maybe some green tea with some herbs in that. Gotcha. So you'll have the caffeine a little bit later. Yeah. And you don't have any food in the morning. No. You intermittent fast until? Until about 2 or, or 12, 12 to 2. And if I do have some food, I'll have uh, I, I, I'm on this Brazil nut, hemp seed, and uh, cacao nibs tip. So you just munch on that in the morning. Yeah, like a little – I'll have like a little snack of that. But I try not to. I try not to because – I try to give my body like that full 16 hours in between meals. So why? Um, it, what's interesting is intermittent fasting. Like there's a lot of diets out there, right? Um, but it's it's one of the most uh, promising in terms of research, and they're starting to do a lot more on it, that it really in terms of like providing longevity. So when you give your body that time to that 16-hour period, it's actually able to regenerate cells. So your body, rather than trying to process food and break down food, it's like, okay, well, all our work's done here. Now we can move on to some longer-term things. So where can we go and where can we direct energy to repair? Create and some growth hormones. Create some growth hormones. Yeah, production of growth hormones increases. Um, I think there's like your, your liver gets a break from detoxifying your body. And, um, and that has all these benefits too. So I'm not – I, I should spend some more time on the research, but I, I kind of typically go with what feels good for me. Yeah, because sometimes I intermittent fast and I feel so drained. Hmm. I feel tired. That could be what I'm eating before I start. It could be water intake. Water's huge. Whole sorts of stuff. Water's huge. I Then the other thing is I, I chug a, like a 16, 20-ounce glass of water right when I get up. Yeah, one tool I've heard is you fill up a nice big glass of water, put a little Himalayan pink yeah. rock salt in there. Maybe a little bit of lemon if yep. you want, or you could put a little bit of cayenne pep yep. in there. I've heard different people do different things. The salt is pretty much the norm. People at least put salt in there and you yeah. chug that down. And you chug that down, yeah, because you're know, giving your body those minerals, right? So there's not that mineral um, – and you get some electrolytes glowing. I think that's what the Himalayan salt provides yeah. in some way. But, yeah, you know what I do is like – because it is, it's an adjustment. Like your body's used to it, right? Your body's used to relying on food for fuel. And so it, it's like a little bit of an adjustment period. 
Um, but if you give yourself like a week to try it out, if it's still not working for you, don't do it. You know, I was drinking the bulletproof coffee every morning and I, yeah. and I was using the bulletproof intermittent fasting. So it had this fat bomb. MCT yeah. oils have a bunch of fat in it. Uh, butter has a bunch of fat in it. Reducing all carbs as possible. And then I would be able to go intermittent fast until or fast until one or two. But still, sometimes I get kind of hungry. Depending upon if I worked out the night before, I yeah. might get even more hungry. I want to be full ketosis mode, which is like a fat burning mode. You can speak on more of that than I can probably. But in general, it does help kill cravings mm-hmm. for more carbs by doing this. And then also the caffeine that I got from Bulletproof Coffee helped not have a crash. Because I think that's all we want mm-hmm. is how do we prevent crashes from happening? Yeah. We want to have good, nice, uh, safe uh, traffic. <laughs> no crashes. Or like what's the traffic control yeah, on air yeah. flight, right? Like keep things safe here. Yeah. We don't want any crashes in the morning. If you wake up and you sprint, you might be crashing. Right. And so I think that goes to like when do you – moving to like the afternoon. When do you – do you have a point in the afternoon where you find yourself crashing or where you have to – where you implement another ritual Sometimes I do. I think that I will drink another glass of caffeine. It's like green tea um, or take a nap. Uh, nice, you know, you're supposed to nap anywhere from between 10 to 25 minutes, 25 max. That's the perfect range because you don't want to go full into rapid eye movement, deep sleep. It's a certain part of sleep when you get into dream mode. And the thing is that lasts a certain amount of time. And if you wake someone up during dream mode, it's not does not feel good. That's like a form of torture. And so you want to wake up during the off times of deep sleep. Mm-hmm. Anytime, even like when you wake up in the morning, it's best to wake up. So some sleep apps, I don't know if you're fiddled with that kind of stuff. Don't you have, you use the sleep stuff, sleep app stuff. I use uh, Whoop. I have Whoop, which is not really a sleep app, but it, it monitors my tracks. sleep. Yeah, it tracks my sleep. So one cool thing that I had for the sleep app was it would wake me up during uh, the off deep sleep mode, okay. which is kind of a cool idea that like they can track your sleep and then they can sense when you're not in REM and then they'll wake you up. Yeah. So for napping, you want to make sure you don't go into REM mode or also feel really groggy. People who say I'm not a nap person, it's really because you're napping wrong, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to nap shorter. So I think I haven't done a lot of naps because probably my endurance is high from running a ton. So I feel like that has carried my energy, mm-hmm. but naps are great. Yeah. I love naps. And uh, a lot of athletes nap before games. Um, one. And so like that would, that'd be my routine. You know, I would always nap before a game, probably four to five hours before game time. I'd take a nap an hour, maybe, you know, 30 to an hour. So you get a full, you, you might even get a full REM sleep. Yeah. In. Yeah. Cause it, cause what I'd like and I, later I found, the benefits and you kind of ease off what do you get when you wake up from the nap then there's like three four hours for game time you kind of get going and you slowly build that up and by the time tip off is coming or like you start warming up maybe an hour before the game you it's almost like you've got another cycle in right you've almost got like another REM sleep so your body's had the time to re- to recover you may have boosted some some growth hormones have been produced your testosterone levels are higher right so You've had this recovery so that when you enter play, you're fully, you're kind of, your energy bar is yeah. higher. Huh. I might try that out because I have a uh, performance, a theater performance yeah. uh, tomorrow. Try it. 
And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little nap yeah. in the afternoon. I'm going to sleep, dude. Yeah. And I'm going to prepare for that too. Yeah. And do the whole bit and then have a nice like 30 minutes to an hour and a half and see what kind of benefits I get. Yeah. Test it out, man. I think it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I love naps, but I don't do it enough. You know, we're here all day and, and that's another thing. Like, so, you know, being when you're on campus or you're at the office all day, unless there's a nap room, which would be amazing. Oh man. We, ugh, everyone needs a nap room, dude. Yeah. Every, Meditation room, nap room, stillness yeah, room. Stillness room. We could like literally lie down and I'd, I'd be super interested to see what type of productivity increased if there was that outlet. Um, but, you know, you don't have a nap. Um, for me, what I'll do is I'll try to like walk around. I'll walk. I'll go for a walk. So you take your morning walk. I'll take like an afternoon walk where I'm able to get out, see the world, get some blood flowing um, and uh, and really not think about anything or just kind of let the, all the thoughts from the day and everything I've done sort of just run through me. And it's a way to kind of clear that out, not try to monitor anything. Um, hitting that reset button midday I think is huge. Yeah, a lot of famous people would just go on long walks in the afternoon, like as part of a strict, strict routine. Like mm. Steve Jobs would always be walking in Palo Alto in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, Nietzsche, famous philosopher, he would every single time he would just walk. He would just go for walks. Um, Albert Einstein, Charles Dickens, all these famous people would just go for walks. And the idea I think for them would be Part of it all is you work in the morning, you work late morning. So a lot of people would have these late morning start times where they have a little morning mm. ritual. Mm -hmm. They have a late morning work and then they go out and they just walk for long times, like mm. very long periods. And then after that long walk, they go back and do more work. Mm. So there is something about going out. Yeah. Experiencing the world. Then again, if it's in your tool belt at the time, that's good. Sometimes it's good to do sprints. Right, like we've said. Yeah. Sometimes it's good just to like sprint at some work and you are halting all rituals for a moment to yeah. do a long day. Yep. And that that's necessary, you know. Um we're we're in finals over here and there's other work to be done. So, you know, it's just getting into that mode, doing certain things to um, you know, to keep your energy up, like whatever what substances you need to put in. Um, hopefully they're natural. Uh, and then just, you know, grinding, right. But putting yourself in a frame of mind that this is what, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. A little work ritual. Now yeah. we are actually coming up on time. So we're actually only going to be doing the morning to midday, a little bit ritual. Yeah. Then to finish off, uh, I do want to talk about what we eat. Yeah. So the first things we eat. Yeah. So for me, I've been really strict on not, I've been creating food in the morning uh, or in the afternoon without any music, without anything. So I get dive into it and just kind of like enjoy that process of making food. And I've been either eating oatmeal or eggs on toast. Mm -hmm. So I'm going carb heavy. Sorry, ketosis. Sorry, fat people. <laughs> Not today. You know, people, yeah. the fat <laughs> loving people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> you know, the, the MCT, good, the good avocado, fat. coconut people who say we should only be eating fats. Right, right. Those are the people that I'm referring yeah. to. Yeah. And I eat, so I'll have a little egg on toast. Pretty good combo. Put some avocado on there. Yeah. Um, or oatmeal with, let's see if I can name all this stuff, almond almond milk, plant-based protein powder, goji berries, chia seeds, 
I'll put some almond butter, some nut butter in there and mix it up, some salt. Um, that's been a, a big go-to for me. Mm. Yeah, I, I, you know, you mentioned that the other day. I actually tried some of your oatmeal, delicious. And realizing, it's like I've never been an oatmeal person, but noticing like, oh, this is a really efficient way to get my body everything it needs. Yeah, and warm water. It's a warm yeah. food. It's yeah. It warms the body up. Yeah. I, I, I love eggs. So I'll do um, uh, eggs, so fried eggs. Uh, I have arugula just because I like greens and I like I like I like arugula. Um, I'll if I have bread, I'll have it on some toast. But I've been staying. I've been purposely not trying to buy bread to like remove those carbs. So no carbs. Yeah, I try to. I try to. But then in the afternoon, like that's my first meal. That would be my first meal. I try to have eggs. Second meal, I'll have a sandwich. I like sandwiches a lot uh, and like sandwiches and chips. It's something that's like, it works for me. So that's, that's carbs. That's carbs. That's carb heavy. My, my brother, when he was in, going to med school, had a bet with his roommate who could eat sandwiches for the longest period of time. <laughs> so they both, the rule was you could, if you ever ate anything, it had to be a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. every, I think it went on for like weeks. Yeah. Every meal was a sandwich. They had to eat sandwiches, and then finally one person broke and ate a French fry, which is not a f- sandwich. That's not a sa- Oh, wow. So only the sandwich. So you itself. had to eat sandwich. You had to eat a sandwich mm. if you ate anything. That's tough because I like a crunch. Yeah. And it's hard to get the sandwich with the crunch. You know, maybe you get pickles in there, but it's not the same. Um, and then, you know, my diet, honestly, is not that great. It varies. It varies in how good it is. It can be really good. It can also be not good at all. Um, that's one thing I'd like to do is get more consistency on that. Um, it's I'm more I, I'm much better with liquids. Like I see this is because I can I'm able to I'm learning how to manage my states. I take more of an emphasis on this than I do mm-hmm. on the food itself. Um, I'm like you know like what are you gonna do? It's gonna <laughs> what do you mean? Just, just put stuff in there. Throw it in there. <laughs> Um, I find what's sufficient and then I just eat that same thing every day. Yeah. That's, yeah. I just fa- fall into that routine of like, okay, I have these two different things for breakfast. I have these two different things for lunch or these two different things for dinner. Yeah. I'm ve- I can be very easy to eat, eat the same thing. Yeah. I also love mixing it up and trying new stuff. I think it's just for when I make food myself. Yeah. It decreases the energy cost of having to make food sometimes. Yeah. No, that's so true. And I, I think when I make my food is when I'm eating my best. And when things are the healthiest and easiest, it's when I get lazy. Now, we are also heading into the holiday season. Yeah. And what happens with holiday season is no routine. Yeah. Right? We either visit family, (laughs) breaking all habits, dude. Yeah. And it's difficult. So, like, as we wrap up this pod, I think, and now in my mind, I'm thinking, this is going to be a two or three part series right here. Yeah, I think this is good. We're going to be yeah. digging into this again and doing and digging into more of the daily rituals in the, in the next pod. Maybe we'll get into more afternoon and evening. But at, one thing I want to close on this podcast is a question for you is as we head into the holiday season, a lot of us are visiting families, like I said, or breaking up habits or wanting to start new habits. The New Year's comes up. Um, what is one way that somebody can sustain a habit or adapt when they're going into some chaotic world yeah. to, to keep either sustain or keep a habit or like, okay, I know I'm going to break habits. What is a meta habit 
that right. I can do during this time? Yeah, that's a great question. That's something that I've struggled with in the past, especially going home, right? Going home, not only are you going into um, a familiar place where um, in, in this familiar place, there's a lot of, there's old versions of you, right? And and that takes the form of people have certain expectations where perhaps they haven't seen people for a while and you've grown, but they're still seeing you from the lens of who you were, right? So it could be easy to identi- perhaps identify with that. And then also you you lack control and autonomy in some place. Going home to mom and dad, right? They have their routine. It's their house. Yeah. Um, the environment the env- um, pressures that habit or, you know, kind of affirms that habit to continue. Yeah. So what I would, what I try to do is get, be realistic. Like, okay, am I going to be able to spend two hours in the morning going through my routine or, or like a good hour, like <laughs> ideally man, three, yeah, yeah, a good three hour morning ritual. Right. That's just, that'd be, that's joy, a, that's a good joyous. staycation. Yeah. Yeah. It's not realistic. No, at least for me. Not so, so then what is one, what's an anchor? What's an anchor that I can do every day that will, um, maintain the momentum I've gathered up to this point and will allow me to continue to move forward. And then I can take it back and jump right back into my flow when I get mm, home. It's like so, a, a habit that like creates some stillness yes. or whatever that, that the anchor. Yeah. And for me, that's, that's meditation. That's like, I have like knowing a spot in my room where I'll sit there and then getting 10 to 20 minutes to start the day. Right. Awesome. And that's that's it. That's all I need. And then if I have some and then also I think it's good. It's an opportunity, especially going home for the holidays, is to perhaps share some of these rituals you've been doing with your family. I know um, just by in the past, if they're open to it. But I think it's empowering to go through some rituals in public. You know what I mean? So and public is like in my kitchen making an elixir and then saying, hey, do you want some? Do you want some to try these herbs? That's fun. What's going in? Yeah, it's fun. You get to share it. Right. And I think part of, you know, uh, being in the family is is you're expected to evolve. Right. You're expected to evolve and you have an opportunity to come back and share what you've been learning with your family and sharing without expectation of that being received or adopted. You know, you're just doing this from a place of right. here's who I am. You take it or leave it. Here's what I'm doing because it works for me. You should try it. Here are some benefits. Da, 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 da. But without, you know, trying to f- force it on them. Yeah. Forcing it is something that I've done in the past, which is like, hey, let me make you yeah. an elixir before they even have a chance to respond whether they want one or not. Right. I think the best thing to do, like you said, is like to make it, I trying out, I'm talking to people while I'm drinking something. And then, hey, you want to try this out? Yeah. Like yep. mid drinking it. Right. Yep. Because they kind of engage some curiosity yep. and say, yeah, try it out. Yep. I, I think that's perfect. Hey, can you make me one tomorrow? Yeah. Right, right. Oh, been waiting my whole <laughs> yeah. life for yeah, you to like, say that. You're like shaking. You're like, yeah, I think I can. <laughs> yeah, I think I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Burning. Yeah. <laughs> to just like, yes, thank you so much. Yeah. Cool. So I think that's a good way. What about you? You got any thoughts on that? For me, I think the anchor, that's such a good idea definitely having an anchor of a stillness practice. And so I think for me, the biggest one is going to be right now, at least is what I'm jamming on is going for a walk. Yeah. Cause that you can do that anywhere. Sometimes it's hard for me to keep up a meditation practice when I travel because I don't have a place of stillness. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. hard for me when you're going to a new environment 
and that environment is chaotic and loud, it's real hard to keep the practice going. Right. But going out for a walk um, can be can be huge. Yeah. Getting that time outside. So that'll be mine. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Well, we're wrapping up, I think. We're wrapping up. Okay. Um, well, that's yeah, that's it. That's it, huh? I guess, well, happy holidays to you all. Uh, blessings to you, to your family. May this time be really nurturing and 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 really a, a period of both reflection and growth as we enter in this new year. Um, we'll be back um, in 2020. 2020. 2020. It's going to be a big one, a transformative one for all of us. So we're stoked on it. Yeah. Big stoke. Big You're stoke. the vision. Big stoke. You're the vision. 2020? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, your pun game is on point. Oh, man. man. Is it a pun? I think yeah, so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all for tuning in and uh, once again coming to you live from Studio Beef.